0: All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with Dave Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Thursday, the 25th of January, 2024, and this is our bonus episode covering all things Championship Weekend. Two cracking contests we got coming up this weekend starting with the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going to be finishing with the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions. Can't wait. Super, super, super excited about both games. It's going to be an awesome Monday morning here in Sydney, or Sunday, wherever you are over in the States or wherever you are in the rest of the world, I'm sure you are going to enjoy. So let's just jump straight into things right now and cover the Baltimore Ravens up against the Kansas City Chiefs. The teams have met four times previously in the Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson era. We're going to cover all four of those. So in 2018, the Chiefs in an overtime victory, 27-24. 2019, another cracking game. You had the Chiefs winning 33-28. In 2020, 34-20 victory from the Kansas City Chiefs. That was actually at Baltimore, so a big, big win there, especially by a couple of touchdowns. And then... 2021, Lamar Jackson gets his win over Patrick Mahomes. 36-35 victory in Baltimore. Awesome cracking cracking contest, that one. So Mahomes overall with a three and one record against Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. But if you look at it this way, this is arguably Lamar's best lineup offensively that he's got going for him. Obviously, he's had Hollywood Brown in the past but he's been without the likes of Mark Andrews I guess in this stretch this season but it's it's kind of given a lot of these other guys an opportunity this season to just ball out you know Isaiah likely being one of them Zay flowers who's been brilliant this year for them Rashad Bateman chance they get Mark Andrews back in this one and you like to think if they do <laughs> look out Kansas City <laughs> but if you think about the previous four matches they've kind of faced each other in and the weapons, I guess, that Mahomes has had at his disposal. He's definitely he's definitely had the better of the two in this matchup, especially with how great Travis Kelsey has been over the years. He was huge last weekend, looked to be at his best. So this one should be a great, great game. We mentioned in yesterday's pod that we were leaning towards the over 44.5 as long as Mark Andrews plays. So if he is in play there, we will be going with that. But looking at the two teams overall on the season... You got Baltimore seven and three at home up against the Chiefs, who are seven and two on the road. So that's pretty impressive from them. But if you look at the stretch from Baltimore in their last four at home, and this is factoring in the Miami game, and we're not including the Pittsburgh game because that was when starters were out. Baltimore have averaged 40, just under 40 and a half points a game in their last four. And, you know, you look at the opponents I guess they've faced, you're looking at playoff caliber teams, maybe bar outside of Cincy, but even in that game, Joey B was playing and got hurt. But they're averaging that, playing the likes of the Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins, the LA Rams, and then obviously the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's a huge, huge effort from them. And if you look at the other side of the fence with Kansas City, opposition-wise, probably not as great, but at the same time, still two of the four matchups they've had in their last four against playoff teams. They've averaged 26 points a game in their last four away from home. Again, not including the Chargers game, which was the last game of the season. So those four games coming up against the Buffalo Bills, obviously in their last out, the Pats, the Packers in a loss, and the Las Vegas Raiders there. So for all, I guess, for all the struggles that you probably put on the Chiefs this year, you look at their record on the road and you look at what they're putting up in their last four, maybe they're starting to trend back in the right direction. But if you look, going back to Baltimore now and just focusing on the MVP this season, which is Lamar Jackson, his last four passing games, so he went for 152 on 16 of 22, two touchdowns against the Houston Texans. Then went for 321 at 18 of 21. Five touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins. Just incredibly efficient, really is. Then against the LA Rams, he had 316 on 24 of 43. So missed some targets there. Tough-ish conditions looking at that, but still threw for three touchdowns in one pick there. And then last, last but not least against the Cincinnati Bengals, he threw for 264 on 16-26 and two touchdowns. So he's been incredibly efficient, looking after the ball, not throwing picks, only one pick in his last four at home, and plenty of touchdowns to go with it. You look at that, he's 12 and 12-1 and in his last four at home, touchdown to interceptions. Not only that, in his passing game, he's obviously got his legs in his arsenal and Bloody impressive, to be honest with you. Had 100 yards, two touchdowns against the Houston Texans in week two of the NFL playoffs. Game before that, 35 rushing yards. Game before that, 70 on 11 carries and then 54 on nine carries against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, if he can't get it going through the air, he's going to beat you on the ground. It just shows how good he is, to be honest with you. He's he's super impressive. (laughs) He is, and this is going to be a big reason why the Baltimore Ravens are every chance of potentially winning this game and getting through to the Super Bowl. I know someone who lives in this household that was very big on the Baltimore Ravens all year, and that person is not me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do think the Ravens get there for sure, uh, and Lamar's going to be a big reason for that. He'll be hoping that he can get Mark Andrews back. Uh, then you go across to Patty Mahomes. Threw for 215 against the Bills on 17-23 for two touchdowns. Game before that on the road, threw for 305, two touchdowns and two picks, 27-37 of 37 in that one. That's a bit of a I guess concern to a degree of, you know, someone who doesn't throw a whole lot of picks but has this year. Against the Packers on the road and a loss, he also battled there through for 210, 21 to 33, one touchdown, one pick, and then finished it off against Vegas going for 288 on 27 to 34 for two touchdowns. So I guess somewhat similar to Lamar in terms of efficiency, but yeah, a lot more turnovers this year from Mahomes than in years past. And this is arguably probably one of the Toughest defenses that Kansas City has had to face, and this is going to be an extremely tough environment. Yeah, this is my home's second ever away game in terms of in the postseason, not including Super Bowls. So, this one's going to be very, very interesting to watch for sure. And if you go back to their last outing in 2021, I know it was a few years ago now. Lamar threw for 239 on 18-26, of to one touchdown, two picks, rare from him again, but on the ground. Again, this is where he beat KC, so he had 107 on 16 carries for two touchdowns. This guy just scores for fun. And you look at the other side of the fence, again, in a high-scoring game, Patrick Mahomes threw 24-31, of 31, 343 yards, three TDs, one pick, went to his big fella, Travis Kelsey, for 109 yards on seven receptions and one touchdown. So, as long as the weather is clear in this one, and we're a bit iffy on that, we could be seeing some pretty good offense. Regardless of how good this Baltimore defense is, they probably haven't come up against the likes of Patrick Mahomes or a playoff Mahomes in the, in the playoffs. Even though they beat a very good offense last week in C.J. Stroud, he's still a rookie, so we can't put Stroud and Mahomes in that same in that same zone, but at the same time, it's still going to be a great, great contest. It really will. I just think Baltimore's just gonna have a little bit too much when it's all said and done, just given how well they are playing. So if we look at some props for that game, Kansas City have done a very good job against all wide receiver ones, and at wide receiver one this year for the Baltimore Ravens is Zay Flowers. So we're gonna to look to lock in the under 46 and receiving yards for him will be the only underplay that we have in this game. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco over 66.5 rushing yards. Similar to what we said last week against the Houston Texans, that this Baltimore defense can give up some on the ground. And I feel like Pacheco, especially the way that he's run the football of late, and to give the Chiefs a big chance of winning this game, they're going to need to rely on that little bull to keep running over everyone. So I'm going to take him over 66 and a half. If you want to take some alternates, maybe the 80-plus could even be a go as well. Speaking of great running players or rushing players in this game, Lamar Jackson over 64.5 rushing yards. As we mentioned, he ran for 100-plus last week, two touchdowns. Last time out against KC, also ran for 100-plus, so we're going to take him over 64.5, similar to Pacheco. You'd probably be looking to take the 70 and 80 alternates there in that one. And if we're going to lock in two touchdown scores or a touchdown score a double in this one, Let's go with Lamar Jackson, the man himself, and Isaiah Pacheco. Like I said, it's going to be a pretty big ground game for both of these teams. You can get $4.75 or plus $3.75 there. As is always the case with these, stay on the lookout at Trash Talk with d Borg on TikTok and Instagram for more same-game parlays or, or any kind of prop plays there. But these are the ones that we are mentioning on the show today. We will have... As always, a same-game parlay for that game on Sunday night. Next game now. Let's go. San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. we <laughs> have rode this wave all year with Motor City, Dan Campbell, haven't we? <laughs> Here we are in the NFC title game. Uh, the last five head-to-heads between these two teams, San Francisco, are 4-1. and one. If you look at overall aggregate score, 119-103 to 103 over the last five. The only time Goff has played San Francisco in a Detroit Lions uniform, they lost forty-one to thirty-three in Detroit in 2021. Jared Goff, a lot of passing—I mean, a lot of passing attempts—I should say—he uh, went 38 of 57 for 338, three touchdowns, and one pick. The opposing quarterback on that day. No, it wasn't Brock Birdie. He wasn't around back then. It was Jimmy Garoppolo. He found Debo, who his status is is definitely up in the air for this one, found him for 189 and one touchdown, and George Kittle was also big time for them with 78. And if you think back then, probably similar to now, this Detroit secondary is just as bad or... On par, if you want to call it that. They definitely have their differences, but they still got a big pick uh, when it was all said and done against Baker Mayfield last week in the divisional round. Similar to, I guess, what we we're seeing here with Jared Goff. Again, he doesn't have a, a great record against the Niners. He's actually 0 5, he's never beat them with a bad QBR of 21, 5.8 yards per attempt. But this is the best he's looked in many, many years, probably since since his Super Bowl run, really, against the New England Patriots. so, And we mentioned that he had 57 pass attempts last time out against the Niners. That's not going to be the case this time around. It won't, because their running game is elite. It really is. They might battle a little bit in in this one, for sure, against a very good Niners rush defense. But when you look at Monty and Gibbs compared to what he had last time out with, I guess, DeAndre Swift, who is good, but... They weren't as heavily reliant on the run as what they are now. So you'd like to you'd like to think Goff, Goff probably still may throw 40 passing attempts and whatnot, but they're going to be a lot more reliant on the run, especially when it comes to keeping this Niners team off the field. If they can do it efficiently, they're going to it. But he still will air this thing out against a pretty average secondary. If you look at San Fran's last four games at home, they're averaging about 24.5 points per game. We're not including the Rams game, similar to, I guess, what we talked about in the last last game with Baltimore and Kansas City, given the last week most players rest. So if we're talking about who they've come up against in those last four, you've got the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round, Baltimore, which they lost that one, then Seattle and Tampa. Tough run in their last four games at home. Uh, it's three out of the four playoff teams outside of Seattle, and they were competing for for a playoff spot. You look at the Detroit Lions, their last four on the road, averaging just under that, so about 23.75 points per game. Their opposition's definitely not to the heights of what San Fran were coming up against. They played the Dallas Cowboys and very, very stiff there, but didn't matter in the end because (laughs) here we are. The Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, who were lights out, especially Jared Goff outside a dome game was, was not good, and the New Orleans Saints but going through the last four games from quarterback play, you got Brock Purdy going for 252 on 23 of 39, one touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. 255 on 18 of 32 there against Baltimore. He had zero touchdowns, but four picks. Very un-Brock Purdy-like game, that one. 368 on 19 to 27, two touchdowns, one pick there against the Seattle Seahawks, and then against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he lit them up just like Jared Goff did last game. He threw for 333 on 21 and 28, and three touchdowns there. Jared Goff, impressive, impressive second half from him against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He wasn't—he was pretty quiet in the first half, and then he, yeah, he went vintage Goff. He, he threw for 271 on 19 to 34, one touchdown, did throw two picks though, so he needs to be better than that. 257 on 30 of 40, one touchdown, 161, 20 of 35, one touchdown, two picks, and two, that was against the Chicago Bears, not good, and 213 on 16 of 25 and two touchdowns, so yeah, Jared Goff's going to be a big reason, I guess, why the Lions can win or lose this one, you know, apart from Brock Birdie's bad game against the Ravens, he does usually look after the ball a lot better than that, so Jared Goff's going to have to look after the pill on this one. He really is. And going up against the Niners secondary that has not been good this year, they really haven't. They're the 14th ranked pass defense, so they're pretty much middle of the field where you look on the other side of the fence, the Lions are the yeah, their fourth last pass defense. So you think Purdy's going to go to the air, I think, in this one because if you look at both teams' run defenses, it's second up against third. And if you think back to the last year or last couple of years, how bad the lines have been at stopping the run, Aaron Glenn made it a big thing on them this season to do so. So you need to, you know, you can't, Rome wasn't built in a day kind of thing. So you can't perfect everything on the defensive side of the ball in one season or two seasons. So they've fixed up their run D, which coming up against a team who relies so heavily on the run in the Niners with Christian McCaffrey. If they're able to stop his run game, he's in for about 90. And um, you'd be a brave man if you well, if you wanted to back the under-rushing yards there. But if they're able to stop him and kind of force Purdy into a lot of those checkdowns or, or crossovers over the top to beat him with his arm, I think that'll be the play for the Lions. Regardless of how, I guess, somewhat poor they are defending the pass, they will live with Brock Purdy beating them rather than Christian McCaffrey running for 100-plus in that contest. And I think ditto with the Niners' rush D. You know, their D-line's, again, one of the best in the comp, third. Uh, And they will want to be living with Jared Goff, trying to defeat him with the likes of Amonra St. Brown and and Sam Laporta. They've definitely got their guys. Could take a shot at Jameson Williams here as well in this one. He could be a long shot to score a touchdown, and I would not – I wouldn't say he couldn't, for sure. (laughs) All right, let's go to the props in this game. So we're going to go – with both quarterbacks over their passing yards. So Brock Purdy over 272.5 passing yards. you got Jared Goff over 255.5. This is a game that we spoke about that we're predicting a lot of points, and we're pretty heavy on the Lions with a massive chance of winning this one. They just need they need to start well. They really do. Uh, they've got to establish a run with Monty for sure to keep, keep him in this game and not rely on... You know Jameer Gibbs, he's a rookie, he's playing out of his skin, but they'll definitely want to get Monty going for sure in this one. Outside of those two quarterbacks, let's go with Georgie Kittle over 59.5 receiving yards and Monra St. Brown, the man himself for Detroit, over 84.5. He's got a very good matchup against the some poor sec- uh, secondary play from the San Francisco 49ers, so we're taking him over 84.5. Our touchdown double in this game, speaking of David Montgomery, we're going to lock him in at plus $185 or $2.85 there into Georgie Kittle at $2.20 or plus you You're getting $5.50 or plus $4.50 about that. As we mentioned with Jameson Williams being a big kind of outside chance to, if Jared Goff does want to take a shot at him. You can get plus four forty or five dollars forty about Jameson Williams, so that is one I would keep my eye out for there. But either way, it's gonna it, it's gonna be two incredible games of footy over the weekend. I can't wait for them. They're just gonna be some quality play. Hopefully, weather isn't really a factor this week. I don't believe it is in San Fran. That kind of came out of nowhere last week. With that, whereas the Baltimore game predicted showers, but hoping to clear up by. Kick off, and we're still keeping an eye on the status of Mark Andrews in that one. So outside of championship weekend, uh, we just had some coaching news just before we went to air. Jim Harbaugh, the new coach of... The LA Chargers, and we're going to get a Hardball Bowl next year at SoFi, so that'll be that'll be pretty exciting. We might even get ourselves an AFC uh, AFC Harbaugh Championship game next year. Who knows? <laughs> they needed that though. The Chargers need something, need some kind of direction going from. But anyway, that is it for our Championship Weekend recap or preview, I should say. That's going to be a great weekend of footy. Can't wait for it all. As always, keep your eye on Instagram and TikTok at Trash Talk with d Borg. Hit that subscribe button. Keep commenting away. I'm loving everything that comes my way. It's awesome. Hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy, and I'll be seeing you later on this weekend.